0: Hello, stranger. Are you depressed? Are suicide thoughts bothering you? Or are you just a little bit crazy and confused? Then you are at the right place. Let me introduce you to the story of my ramshackle mind. In this episode, I would love to tell you the story how I was nudged back into life six months after Jose's suicide took place. It had been six months since Jose had taken his own life. In September 2016, I wasn't any better than I was right after his suicide, quite the opposite. I continued to cry myself through the days and nights. I dragged myself to class and regularly burst into tears in the middle of my lectures. The work helped me to get through life. At the same time, I was no longer able to cope with everyday life emotionally. As a freelancer, you unfortunately have no choice and have to go to work if you want to pay your rent and bills. If I had had a permanent job, I would have been on permanent sick leave. I would have gone from one specialized hospital to the next. Who knows, maybe I would have let myself fall into the safety of the German pension system and would have been sick until early retirement. At that time, I would have had nothing against it. Today I am glad that I was forced to earn a living that gave me structure and kept me on the path to recovery. Without this must do, the physical and psychological lethargy would have become a permanent condition, which would have made the depression worse and with it the suicidal thoughts. Being on sick leave is okay for a while, but there is a great danger of losing yourself in it. Wanting to and being able are also in this case two different descriptions of a state that do not always work together. Turning will into a skill is part of the task and a difficult struggle that is worth fighting for every day. But at that time I had hardly any energy and my courage to live dwindled to almost zero. So there I was, standing in the shower at 7 in the morning. I could hardly stand upright. My stomach ache from crying was bothering me. Once again I hadn't slept a wink during the night. I felt more and more that I wouldn't be able to hold on much longer. Sure, I wanted to live, but where would the energy come from? I increasingly lost interest in my immediate surroundings. I no longer went outside the door. Friends had been buying food for me for weeks. I spent the days and nights working, brooding, crying, asking why and visiting my psychologist. In the shower I realized again that all this was useless and that the days were not getting any better. The darkness of the future intensified and there was no glimmer to be seen or felt on the horizon. I felt more and more that if it's going on like that, I will be dead in three weeks. With crossed arms and closed eyes I stood for minutes under the boiling hot water jet. Warm water is often the only thing that does me good and gives me warmth a substitute for missing hugs. I feel really safe in the shower. The worse my condition is, the longer and hotter I shower. Suddenly, as if someone had flipped a switch, I no longer felt the beating of the water and I didn't notice the burning heat. Hike around the world. The thought, which silently filled the room, shouted at me. There was no space for anything else in my head. Well, the entire bathroom, even the apartment suddenly seemed like a sack that was about to burst at the seams at any moment. Just filled with one thought, hike around the world. I think you are out of your mind. I suddenly screamed into the emptiness. What is this shit? Leave me alone, poured out of me. I was sure now that I would go insane. I started to cry. I couldn't take it anymore. Now I'm completely mad, shot through my mind. I had clearly lost my mind. Plant trees, what's the next thought? Just as powerful, just as demanding, just as intolerant of any contradiction, no less, somehow. You've got someone trapping in your brain! I shouted and hit the tile mirror with my fist until my knuckles bleed. I gradually collapsed and covered in my bath in a fetal position. What should I do? Was this the future? Schizophrenia? Voices in my head that were not voices? Orders from the shower head? I curled up in the bath crying and sobbing, holding my ears and and whimpering for it to go away. And then the next thought came, much louder in its silence, much more powerful, dramatically more decisive and so surprising that for a brief moment I forgot to breathe. A thought that drove everything I had just experienced crazy again and left me paralyzed with my mouth open, speechless and... Yeah, paralyzed. Let me help you. Resounded through every twist of my brain. What the fuck? English? Why English? Everything before was in German. Let me help you what? I staggered back into a standing position and stared at the bathroom wall as if hypnotized. I felt the heat of the water threatening to scald me. The water splashed down on my scalp. I turned off the shower, grabbed the towel, dried myself and realized that I was already too late. As if in trance, I got dressed, ran out of the house, grabbed my scooter and drove to work. I have no idea anymore how exactly I drove to work. Suddenly I was there. The memory of the last minutes in the city traffic was erased. Arriving in my broadcasting room from where I was giving lessons, I turned on the computer. Soon 10 students were staring at me via webcam and waiting for the lessons. I tried to the best of my knowledge, but my mind was like a fairground. Thoughts played catch me if you can and landed on the carousel on which they were spinning merrily in circles. My brain felt as if it was about to start boiling. What was wrong with me? I could no longer concentrate. Something was inside me, wanted to get out. I felt so strange. I was scared. I panicked. My mind suggested something bad is about to happen. When I could no longer continue teaching, I gave the students a task that would keep them busy for at least four hours. I had an irrepressible urge to sit at a computer. I had to write. After the word program opened, a condition set in which I can only describe as the writing just happened. It was hard for me to believe what was flowing from my fingertips. Trees of memory tree in remembrance of suicide victims. Each tree represents a person who has gone a suicide victim. Each tree is meant to warn and urge society, the victims and their bereaved relatives not to stigmatize people with depression or suicidal thoughts as well as their relatives and not to sweep the taboo subject of suicide under the carpet help and sympathy for traumatized, bereaved. Each tree represents a wife, husband, child, sibling, parents, whole families and friends who are in shock and have lost the most important person in their life. These relatives deserve help and compassion and need people to support them and help them back to life. Love is like a tree. Each tree is the image of an individual relationship, love or friendship. Just as every love, small and tiny, began as a glance in a café, just as your own child grew from a teeny-weeny egg and a wafer thin sperm, so the little trees grow into steadily trees and, like love, become more remarkable and beautiful with age and size. Trees to give encouragement to people with suicidal thoughts and depression, a form of suicide prevention. Each tree stands like a candle in the darkness as encouragement for all those who believe they have no hope who like me are sitting in the abyss of hell and cannot believe that life will get better again and that happiness and fulfillment can ever be present again even when there seems to be nothing left to fight for. Depression can be treated. It is possible to heal depression and suicidal tendencies. We can all help when relatives fall into a depressive crisis that becomes a tangible illness in the course of which suicidal thoughts arise and torture those affected. These trees of life as a remembrance of the deceased speak to people who, surrounded by the cold and darkness, feebly resigned, no longer dare to open further doors in the dark dungeon of the mind. But they have to, because somewhere down there, behind the closed doors, is a candle for each individual. A candle with hope. The candle that brings light and points to the key which opens the door to a fulfilled life. A different life, with a new path in life. Trees as a symbol of continuity of life. These trees of memory stand like a circle around the earth, a self-contained path that represents love, friendship, courage, hope, and the continuity of life, an eternally visible symbol which should give people all over the world hope and courage to discover a new perspective that leads back to life. Trees of memory saw the light of day in these lines. I had written down a complete, consistent concept. Everything was there, the logo, the colors, and even the text of the website, as it can be found today on on treesofmemory.com. I called it first footpath of life, a hike around the world to plant trees of memory. My text also said when it should start, on the second anniversary of Jose's death, Easter 2018. I had 18 months to prepare. All of this happened in September 2016, six years ago. Trees of Memory became more than just a hiking project since then. It became a tax-free association with members in three countries. We offer all over Germany sort of first aid help for families after suicide. We have people who will help direct one to one and all of them made a terrible experience of having a suicide in the family. So we know what is needed. All of that is for free. We go to schools, we are being on stage, we are invited by organizations and giving suicide prevention lectures. And I, for myself, talk in public how I found back into a healthy life and how I overcome depression and being suicidal. But I also talk about how all of this is triggering and which tools I found to make a new beginning. This is why I'm doing this podcast too. So please. Share it with your friends if you think it might help. I hiked so far all over Germany and I made almost 10,000 km. I planted 40 trees of memory all over Germany. This year, 2022, I will leave Germany. The plan is to hike through Austria, Slovenia and North Italy. Once in a while people hike with me and here and there I received invitations to stay for a night and of course to come for planting a tree of memory. If you want to join me, if you want to invite me, if you want a tree of memory or if you just want to talk with me, go on my website and get in touch with me. I'm looking forward to that. Take care and please don't lose hope. You have more strength than you think. And as you can see, this very very strange idea under the shower became reality. Because I felt I'm going to do Trees of Memory or I will be dead in three weeks. This feeling was very strong. And of course, from time to time, people asking me where this thought came from, if it was a voice or a thought or whatever. I always say, no, it was not a voice, but it was a room-filling thought. It felt like coming from outside, but I know, of course, it was not coming from outside. There was no God talking to me. I don't believe in in such things. It was myself, it was my soul, it was my inner silence talked to me when it saw that I'm so desperate and close to commit suicide because I hadn't got any energy left to go on like that. So I just listened to my own voice. Thank you so much for listening and please come back next Sunday to hear the next episode. Thanks a lot. Ciao, ciao.